0: Mind Over Millennial contains explicit content that may not be suitable for all listeners. All views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the creators of Mind Over Millennial. The creators are not licensed healthcare, finance, or life professionals, but we're happy to share our Google expertise with you. Listener discretion is advised. and welcome to another episode of mind over millennial my name is lauren
1: and my name is trash panda
0: (laughs) how are you trash panda
1: trashy (laughs) um i woke up i had a craving for whataburger so i went to whataburger for breakfast
0: that's a move
1: and then i came home and played video games and took a nap with the cat
0: did you end up getting a switch yeah yay yeah okay
1: there's news i didn't realize i hadn't shared yes i got a switch it came in last wednesday um so so far i have mario kart uh mario odyssey and castle crashers so i have not really gotten a ton of games yet but you gotta start somewhere right
0: that sounds like so much fun i'm jealous
1: yeah no it it was a lot of fun I had a couple of people over to play Mario Kart and you know drinking and all that kind of stuff and it was it was fun I only have two controllers too so we had to switch off but well that's fun I'm sorry if you heard that crunch Sammy just decimated a ham bone oh my (laughs) goodness like that was terrible
0: that was intense actually I thought that That you would drop something
1: no, that was Sammy. I gave him the ham hock bone mm-hmm. from a spiral cut that I cooked. And um, he has made short work of it. Short work. Mm. So, yeah, that was the last crunch of the ham bone.
0: And how are you, Lauren? I am good. Uh, I got new glasses. So, like, I don't have to get glasses to see. But I wanted blue light glasses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I ended up getting, like, really expensive some expensive ones. Um, and I'm not going to say whose brand they are because I'm hoping eventually we might end up with a sponsor, but I got these really neat glasses and I'm really proud of them. Um, I also found out today that um, one of Ian and I's wedding photos is actually a thumbnail for Pinterest. Oh, so that's kind of cool. And I actually like posted it on like the Mind of a Millennial Instagram because that is <laughs> it's so <cool>. really neat. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Other than that, it's looking like I'm going back to Florida for the Christmas holidays. Nice. Um, Yeah, and good things all around. So I think if that's it, that's a good segue to go right into the topic of this week.
1: And what is our topic this week, my dear? Uh,
0: We're going to talk about being resilient. Um, And in specific, like... uh, wanted to talk about, like, being resilient through the holidays, um, especially with COVID and everything else going on. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll just dive right in. Um, so being resilient is really being able to recover quickly from difficulties. So, like, we're talking adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or, like, a significant stressor, right? Like what and is is it specifically quickly or just, like, it, recovery? It's just being able to recover Okay. Um, well, yeah, like recovering quickly. So like, you know, quick is different per person, right? But it's knowing that you're not going to let something that is even potentially life altering, make you make poor decisions or like keep you in bed all the time. And that's not to say like, you can't be depressed about things that happen to you. Yeah, But it's avoiding that spiral. Right? I got you. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's what resilience is not. <laughs> is is me? Is trash panda? I, yeah. Well, I mean, same. So.
1: <laughs> oh no! Oh no! You don't get to be a trash panda. You're still a trash rat, and I'm never letting you live
0: it down. Well, I am definitely a trash rat. So, uh, but you, but I'm never <laughs> letting you live it down. But it's those unhealthy coping mechanisms, or ignoring that pain and suffering in favor of a disillusioned state of mind. So it's basically. Instead of actually accepting what's going on, either doing, you know, the fire and the I'm fine, which we do as well. (laughs) All
1: the time. Literally all the time.
0: Yeah. Um, But resilience is really the acceptance of life or plans changing and then moving forward knowing that there's going to be a solution to the problem or the change that you're Mm -hmm. experiencing. Um. I think one thing that's very common for people is to focus on the problem rather than the solution Uh, and I think that's why so many people especially now are facing life with a very mentally or mental health conscious mindset. Uh, especially through like the COVID pandemic, I I think we're all continually hearing problem after problem after problem with very little solution or guidance. Yeah. And I know that social media has a lot of, you know, quote unquote guidance, but like, I don't think it's reliable. And I also don't and and haven't trusted any of the news stations since I was a kid. So like, I I don't really take any stock in what they have to say either. Um, But, you know, just doing my own research, we really are kind of watching the scientific method unfold when it comes to COVID. And it's all about theory and testing and getting substantial repeatable process down that, you know, has like no harm. And that's really hard to do with so many unknowns in general. And then we pop an election, international panic and death on top of all of those things. And it's really easy to get overwhelmed and scared and the only like in to really 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 only see problems like right. it it doesn't really feel like there's any sort of solution.
1: No, I I completely agree with you there. I know that this year um you know in March uh when everything started happening and that was when the first you know two weeks to slow the spread came around for us. Mm-hmm. Um I went hardcore into social media and dove down so many different research rabbit holes and so many different complete you know bunny trails if you will and happened <laughs> down the bunny trail anyway <laughs> um, and i got so uh anxious depressed worried everything i was having nightmares every night couldn't sleep like it got really really bad and now fast forward to december of 2020 and i've deleted my facebook or deactivated it makes it really hard for you to delete it but deactivated my Facebook, distanced myself from social media entirely, and just kind of said, like, I understand that there is a global pandemic and I need to be conscious of that. But at the same time, I don't want my entire focus to be there because it is a spiral.
0: Right. Right. It is. It absolutely is. And I mean, like one of the things too is, I mean, it's not like I'm going to be going into a lab and start like sticking things into petri dishes and be like "Mm, yes mm, mm, yes mold kills covid Mm, 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 mm." like or some shit because like i studied history i know nothing about diseases and infections like i literally dropped that class in college so like i don't have the expertise and i don't think that other people that are you know commenting on all these other things do have the expertise to really comment on it um but it just kind of brings up all of that stress and then there's a lot of stress during the holiday season anyways, like with oh, yeah. or without a national pandemic. And I think it's really easy to fall back into the habits that like we had as kids when we go and visit family or even take on like more toxic traits than um, you don't really have when you're not around your family, like overindulging in like alcohol <laughs> or whatever. Um And, you know, it's just one of those things where you're not really yourself as an adult when you go back home. No, yeah. And you're in, like, your childhood bedroom (laughs) and everything else. (laughs) Um, And I think that's partially because, like, truth bomb, y'all, like, I I feel like a lot of people aren't, they don't really feel like being themselves is good enough when you're with your family. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that what happens is, you know, you start to go in and and start to spiral a little extra. And I think one of the best ways to kind of change that cognition is just to recognize that like you are enough and part of being resilient is recognizing that being you and being who you are and growing as a person, like you are good enough. And you need to be able to have those positive views of yourself and your abilities in order to be resilient. I want to add on a little bit to
1: what you're saying as far as the resiliency and um, as how I met your mother would call it the revertigo of um, going back to childhood patterns and processes and all that kind of stuff. Um, I feel that a lot. And um, I'm one of those kids, was one of those kids that got a lot of validation from their mom's approval. And like her opinion always meant a lot to me. I didn't really have that phase mm-hmm. or if I did, it wasn't very long where I was like, oh, you know, forget mom. Like I, right. she doesn't know anything kind of deal. Right. Um, and so now that I've branched out and I'm okay with who I am as a person when I'm like by myself or when I'm out with friends or who, like I'm okay with that person, but I understand that that's not necessarily the blueprint that she would have drawn for me. And so then when I mm-hmm. go back home, and I understand that I am not that blueprint, like I feel almost forced to go into those other patterns that I know she expects. And that's a big stressor on me personally, because it's like, well, do I be myself and risk that non-acceptance or do I go and be who she's expecting? And then it's like a
0: stressor on me because I'm tamping down a lot of stuff. Right. Right. And in having positive views of yourself and your abilities is actually a huge part of being resilient and knowing that you are enough. Thank you, uncle Stan and aunt Karen. Like, So maybe you didn't make enough money or get the time off to go be with family, or maybe this year your mom or dad is actually like immunocompromised or you have a family member that is, so you can't be with them this year and not blows like it's not something that you as a person should hold on to as a reason to drink your seventh bubbly seltzer of choice on a tuesday because you can't go be home with your loved ones do a zoom call like spend some time in a bubble bath go on a walk get a dog or cat to snuggle you find a random person to give you snuggles and quarantine with them for two weeks be I don't careful know,
1: I mean- about random people
0: sometimes they don't leave your house. It was a joke,
1: but But I've done that. Be careful with random people. Sometimes they don't leave your house.
0: What?
1: Not I'm not I didn't hook up with anybody,
0: but like random people cuddles can be very dangerous. <laughs> okay. All right, Tess, you do uh you do you. That's fine. Uh so maybe don't snuggle with a random person. I don't know. But all in all, the the problem of anybody not being able to go home is still going to remain a problem. It's It's just that it's out of your control and that has to be accepted. Like, you also need to acknowledge what's realistic given the state of affairs and whatever you feel aligns with that. Being resilient also means not having fanciful thinking. Like, case in point, when it comes to not spending the holidays with your family or even, God forbid, being completely alone... The worst thing you can do for yourself is hype up what could have been in your head. For me, this is my second holiday season with a deployed spouse. What that means for me, more or less, is setting expectations mainly for my own family at this point um, that don't really have any real military experience or military-adjacent experience. Like, no, Ian isn't going to be home just because it's Christmas, and yes, it sucks that he's not here. And no, I didn't know what I quote unquote signed up for, but I'm living it day by day and that's just a part of life. Like you can have an idea of plans and you can have a good high reaching goals, but saying you're going to see sick family members for the holidays or being angry when people are healthy or are going to be with healthy family members. Like when you can't, it's not going to change the fact that you just miss your folks. Like Skype them, Zoom them, FaceTime them. You have all the tools. Like we literally have so many tools that we can constantly be in contact with people in this day and age. Like it's not like, you know, 1918 with the Spanish flu. Like we actually have this ability and you're you're not alone. But if you make yourself into a victim of circumstance instead of actually planning for what you can do, you're gonna honestly be pretty miserable throughout like the entirety of your life.
1: Like, wow, we went from holiday season to no, you're fucked for life. It's fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, isn't that <laughs> what the holidays are all about? Christmas time. Is no, I know, here. and I will say, like,
1: it. Let's let's say that you know you can't go see your folks. You're by yourself for Christmas. Don't don't bring a random person home. Do not be test test dumb. Um, but. You can you can go see Christmas lights, like Austin Walk of Lights. I feel like just getting out there, seeing the light shows, getting some hot cocoa, like that puts me in a Christmassy spirit and I'm standing around strangers. Maybe you meet somebody cool. Don't take them home at first. Be careful. Um, Tess is dumb. This, none of this was recent. I want to clarify. I did this when I was bored in college, um, but I did it too often. I'm huh. worried about me. Um, because I would just be like, "Oh yeah, I met you five minutes ago. Here's my address. I live by myself." And people would be like, "Um, Tess,
0: that's obviously oh. the move." Especially, Test. especially for Christmas, you should just invite complete and utter strangers to crash your Christmas, like I did with my husband's family. That's the first time I met his parents. I oh, crashed their Christmas. Yeah, that's so, fun. That was really fun. My parents were my parents were out of town, so my family has a, a habit of. Traveling for Christmas, and I mm-hmm. had to work that Christmas. And uh, I thought that I was going to be spending Christmas with my high school sweetheart slash college ex, and uh, we broke up the first day of December. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I was uh, with Ian for all of about two and a half weeks, and then we spent Christmas together. And his family did a wonderful job. It's my favorite memory ever. That's they did a such. Seat yeah they did such a great job of making me feel uh loved and cared for but uh (laughs) my mother-in-law all the time tells me that ian didn't even actually tell them my name until he invited me (laughs) (laughs) invited me (laughs) over and she's just like i'm not just gonna have this girl come into my house so what is her name like i'm not just you have to at least tell me her name (laughs) yeah So yeah, so hi, hi, Ma, if you're listening.
1: Um, That's funny. I I will say like I have had good experiences meeting strangers on Christmas. Um, I met my high school boyfriend at the grocery store in my hometown on Christmas Eve. And we were together for, I don't know exactly because I don't remember, but quite a while. Mm -hmm. And we ended up spending that Christmas Eve together and walking over to the gas station and like having our first little date in the gas station because it was high school and we were... So sweet and innocent. Um, and then spent all day Christmas together. And it was it was oh. weird because like my family doesn't really do Christmas. That's not a holiday for us. My mom is not a Christmas person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so Thanksgiving's the big holiday in my family. And then Christmas is like fin for yourself kind of thing. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, no, it's, it's, there have been some weird and interesting Christmases um, and some that almost didn't happen. I think we covered that in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I will say that like meeting strangers and hanging out with them can be fun. Just like if you live alone, don't give them your address the first time that you meet them. Don't be, yeah, don't be a trash
0: panda. Let's not do that. Uh, let's let's be weird and stay alive as some of my favorite, uh, what are they? Uh, the thing we do, the podcast, my favorite true crime <laughs> podcast. Oh my God. You can't. I'm really hungover, okay? Leave me oh, alone.
1: Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yes. Okay, because I'm like, your vibe is so low today. Like, what the hell is going on over there? Okay, just chicken I, I am so- I don't know what that accent was that just came out. I'm so sorry.
0: I am so hungover because of poor choices that were made last night with my own mother. We just sat here and drank. love that
1: love that i made poor choices last night they involved (laughs) tequila and here we go again
0: love tequila bad choices anyways so don't don't be don't be miserable throughout your entire life because your feelings are your feelings um the only person responsible for your feelings is you um i know that's shitty but it's true like i can't blame ian for being gone i can only tell him how much i miss him and how much i wish he was here and like don't get me wrong there are times where i do blame ian for being gone but guess who that hurts me Uh, yeah i'm i want to put in like
1: a weird little callback here oh huh to our relationships episode, our pie pans. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I feel like pie pans is applicable Mm -hmm. to this point right here because we're not talking romantically, like Mm -hmm. how much pie is in your pie pan, but emotionally for yourself, are you a whole person or are you looking for that emotional validation and direction externally? And it can be something where you have to make a conscious decision to say like, I am going to look for things That make me happy. I'm going to look for things that I'm doing for me, not because I want to impress someone, Mm -hmm. not because I want validation externally, but because I want to validate myself. Right. And it's, it's kind of the same thing of building your pie pan.
0: Yep. And, and having that hobby. I mean, even part of being, um, just resilient throughout the holidays too, if you can't be with people is finding something else to do that still makes (laughs) you happy.
1: Yeah. For me, it's going and looking at Christmas lights. I know I said that, but like, that's my personal one.
0: Yeah, no, hot cocoa, Baileys, and going and seeing Christmas lights are all wonderful things. I uh, don't like driving. Baileys, but we can put some Jameson in it. Ooh, okay. No, I, all right. I know. But, you I mean, know me. <laughs> it's valid. That's valid. Um, but yeah, even like with Ian being gone, again, like that, that hurts me, not him. I mean, like it, it might. Hurt him. I'm sure that he doesn't enjoy <laughs> that. If I were to say like I don't like you because you're gone, I'm sure that's something he wouldn't I mean, want to hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, he can't help it. I'm I'm pretty sure. Like honestly, I, he would just give me this really dumb, angry look if I told him. By the way, I really don't support your life choices after five plus years and be single, which is not the move I'm trying to make right now. So. <laughs>
1: A- by the way, I changed my mind. <laughs>
0: yeah. By, by the way, after getting the second dog, uh, bye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and babe,
0: don't do that. Oh, babe. (laughs) That's not to say that I can't share that I'm frustrated or sad when he's gone. Like You have to be able to communicate those feelings. And it's also something that you should feel like you can communicate those feelings to your family, especially if you feel guilty that you're not with them or you're mad that you can't be with them. Because again, like that's a point of being resilient is you need to be able to communicate how you feel and know that how you feel is fine you are responsible for how you feel.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Something, uh, my mom taught me to do when I was really upset at someone, um, is write them a letter or a text message Mm -hmm. or something like that. Don't send it, Mm -hmm. write it, put everything you're feeling in there, cuss them out. Doesn't matter. Put it all in there. Pour your heart out. Wait, sleep on it. Sleep one night. I don't know. Well, (laughs) this is what I was taught. If you're still upset about it the next day, Mm -hmm. then go back and read your letter, see if it needs editing or if you want to say it, and then you can pick up the phone. Or sometimes you put it away and you're just like, you know what? I can now distance myself from that situation because I put it all on paper. And so it like becomes an external thing to you rather than being churning constantly inside of you. Mm -hmm. And um, it becomes external. So then you can say, I've distanced myself from this situation. Do I want to apply empathy and say that maybe like in Ian's case, he can't help the fact that he's deployed and I don't want to yell at him for this? Or is it something where, no, this person actually like needs to hear this, needs these words to be said, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go and talk to them and tell them about it. And then you can get that off your chest and, you know, be more resilient because you were able to validate your own emotions.
0: Oh yeah. No, I'm just kind of toxic when it comes to my own emotions because I've realized that it's something where I need people to hear what I'm feeling.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I get that. Um,
1: and I've I'm, a, been- I'm an auditory processor too. That's why I talk to you, but I don't right. always go to the person.
0: Right. No, I, I always end up going to the person. I, yeah. I usually am very bad about telling people how I feel after I have processed it with the person that made me mad. Uh, but I also have discovered that, you know, that especially this year, um, that those feelings, again, are my feelings. I'm responsible for those feelings. Just because yeah. I feel them doesn't mean that whoever I have those feelings toward need to hear it because maybe I'm not doing them a service by telling them how I feel like yeah. regardless of if it's good bad indifferent my feelings again are my feelings and putting those in putting those onto other people regardless of the expectation or anything aligned to what i feel it's you never know how somebody else is going to actually take that and again mm-hmm. like it can be incredibly like things that are just really nice to hear from somebody but you you can't account for how that's going to actually affect somebody else. And if it's just, I'm doing this because I feel like I need to do it, that means that I'm doing it selfishly because I'm not doing it for the benefit of somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, you're responsible for how you feel. Nobody's perfect. I certainly am not. I am toxic as fuck. Uh, and that's why I'm going to actually highlight the last bit of this being the coping mechanism piece. <laughs> I know that. Oh, jeez. For myself. I know you're coming for me here. I know you're coming for me. I can I'm, feel it. I'm not going to come for you. I'm going to say Yeah, that you are. for myself. I have uh-huh. a really toxic relationship with alcohol. Um and if it's not alcohol, it's working out in the gym. Like I am not really the person to look to for advice on coping at any point in my life or or this point specifically. Um but I can tell you that we all know logically what is healthy and moving down onto a bit of a substance path is harder to climb up from. Not impossible, mind you, but I'm just a person with zero impulse control (laughs) when it comes to my dopamine hits. That's why I don't do anything beyond drinking. Like, again, not justifying (laughs) my (laughs) shitty toxic behavior, not saying it's the move, just- I mean, you're the,
1: you're the trash rat and I'm the trash panda. Everybody knows we're in this <laughs> boat together, okay? You think I'm sitting here judging Lauren. I really, she can't see my face. I'm not. I'm over here nodding in agreement. She's she the trash rat. I'm the trash panda. We're in this together. We oh. know. <laughs> As she takes a drink of her whiskey.
0: <laughs> As I take a drink of my whiskey, super it's, hungover. It's fine.
1: I, 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 have, I have homemade margarita in a wine glass because I just got blue wine glasses and they made me happy. They're very cute. So this is what we do now. <laughs> this is
0: very cute. I drink all of my stuff in wine glasses. This is one of the only tumbler glasses hey, I have. Here.
1: This is the only well, tumbler. Whiskey, whiskey in a tumbler is fancy. But like I like fancy glasses. It makes me feel better about my substance addictions.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, and that leads me to my next point just saying that that's us apparently and we are not really people that you should aspire to be. <laughs> no. be, be be you be your beautiful human unicorn self and find a way to be resilient through the end of the year and through whatever bullshit you'll end up putting yourself through. Because regardless of whether we like it or not, we are all responsible for our actions and our feelings and how we react to things. And that is power, not weakness. Like that is our power.
1: And also like, I know I talked about finding emotional validation within yourself, validating your own emotions, but... I want to say there is love out there, like human love. I'm not talking romantic love, human love out there that like people want you to rise again. People want you to see, to be that beautiful Phoenix. People want you to be resilient. We care about you. Like there, it is out there. Maybe you're not getting that dopamine hit from another person, which can suck, but there are really good humans out there that they, they exist.
0: Can't just, just looking for snuggles. But... Oh, i feel
1: that oh oh, oh. <laughs> okay oh, don't snuggle a
0: rando please <laughs> no no i'm pretty sure that would make ian very mad um Uh-oh, no right that's not where this story is going at all uh i went to chick-fil-a this morning oh i love chick-fil-a uh when i got when i was ordering my food you know how they're standing outside still because like mm-hmm. covid restrictions everything else so the sweet girl takes my order, and then at the end of it, she goes, "You're really gorgeous, by the way." And I was, Aww. He <laughs> sent Ian a text message saying that you know the the little Chick Fil A girl said I was gorgeous. I love her. I'm gonna propose. <laughs> <laughs> and Ian was just like, you- "No." <laughs> Boo! He should say yes to that, right? Hell, I feel like that should be something where I should be able to do that and then like honestly I I flipped it back on him anyways and I was just like you don't think I'm pretty
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the toxic treat comes out <laughs> uh, it's fine so
0: guys I no I totally
1: get that <laughs> <laughs> no, a couple of months ago somebody told me I was pretty and I remember I stared at them dumbfounded and I was like huh and they're like you're really pretty and I was like
0: Huh? It's so nice heard to hear. Those just, words in so long they didn't register. It's so nice to just hear. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. And I love saying that to people. So like when people oh my say god. it to me, like it just makes me go, Oh my
1: god. Okay, you, you wanna find the most supportive people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm sorry, I'm about to leave you out here completely drunk girls in a bathroom always at two in the morning
0: always that is me though like oh
1: same 100 same i have given so many hugs so much life advice tell told so many girls that they were gorgeous who i now don't even remember what they look like um mm-hmm. but like girls bathroom at a bar between the hours of 10 and 2 a.m is the most supportive supportive like feminine power place on the planet we all know we're trash at that point
0: but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it is one of the best feelings in the world like i feel like drunk women in a bathroom at 2 a.m could solve world peace problems honestly hundred like, percent
1: because we just all love everything about everybody and we just love every like all the things
0: exactly exactly so you know that's how you can also be resilient be strong i know you can do it you yeah, can. like if you, if you don't drink, don't drink. Just walk into a
1: bar and go to the ladies' bathroom at midnight and you will get complimented. You will if absolutely. If your guy don't do that, please don't be creepy like that. Like I said, I'm leaving the guys out of that one.
0: Yeah, I don't know, guys. Like, maybe that's something you guys can do to one another. You guys get kind of weird with your compliments, though, so, like, I don't know. I
1: have no idea. That's actually kind of, like, a weird subtopic. I have no idea what guys' bathrooms are like. I know that girls' bathrooms are considered, like, the vortex to a weird dimension or something like that, but I have no idea what goes on in dudes' bathrooms. They probably just don't even say anything.
0: I mean, I feel like if you could see somebody else's privates while they're going to the bathroom fucking weird granted
1: i've had two random girls drag me to the bathroom and pee in front of me in the last week one of them pooped in front of me i wasn't cool with that
0: all right we're done now i'm leaving all
1: right (laughs) so guys
0: uh be strong don't don't be weird i'm I'm so sorry she's so sweet but i was like babe what are you doing Uh, be strong you can do it i know you can Cause if I can, you certainly can. Happy Krismahana Kwanzaa, guys. You are love. Oh my god, I'm sorry that word. I Chris Kwanzaa? Why is that so funny? I've never heard it before. Really?
1: No. <laughs> Excuse me while I die. <laughs> I love it. I want I want the word.
0: Chris Kwanzaa. Chris Kwanzaa.
1: I love it. Oh my God. Yes. No, be resilient. Oh, speaking of resiliency, we can close with a funny little story that happened to me approximately an hour ago. Love that. So I'm at the gym. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren already knows what happened. So I'm at the gym. I'm on the, the hamstring curl machine, the one where you lay down. Yeah. So I, I get done with my four or five sets, whatever. Um, and I forgot that it like inclines in the middle, like you're kind of laying on a little hill type mm-hmm. deal where your butt is like the highest the thing up in the air, yeah. So I kind of do a push-up to get up off of it, <laughs> forgot there was a hill, my leggings were really slick, <laughs> I fell off. <laughs> Straight up, like d- finish my sets. Everything was going good. I'm jamming to my music, and then I push up and like just slid back down, whack my butt, and then just hit the floor.
0: <gasps> that was the worst, and it is so funny. <laughs> I-
1: even stopped to be embarrassed. I thought it was so fucking funny that I was just laying on the floor and my little legs kicking like a turtle, just like laughing my ass off in the middle of the gym. People probably thought I was on something. I wasn't actually, um, but
0: it was so fucking funny. So really like don't wish. even don't be embarrassed. I really wish that that had been caught on like a video somewhere and just like goes viral on Instagram <laughs> with like gym fails or something. That would be so fucking funny.
1: Oh yeah, no, I would. Like I said, I don't even hate it. I was just kicking there like a little turtle. Like, oh yeah, this is happening. So if I can, if I can be through that, and just think it's funny and come tell you guys an hour later. Be resilient. Just like laugh at yourself mm-hmm. and find good things. Don't cuddle strangers. Don't abuse substances too much <laughs> during the holiday.
0: Too much, too much being the keywords.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but yes, we love you. You beautiful human unicorns. Please be resilient.
0: <laughs> and follow us on Instagram.
1: Yes, you can find us on Instagram at mind over millennial podcast, or you can shoot us an email at mind podcast at gmail.com. We love your requests. We love your stories. We will share your stories or do episodes that you request. We're actually looking for one to do for December. Um, so if you want something to air in the next two weeks, you got a question, you want us to discuss a topic, you want to know something about it, so you can shoot us questions, like anything like that. We would love to hear them. And yeah, we will see you on the next one. Bye, guys.
0: Mind Over Millennial Music by Zachera and Gabriel Ramos. We are funded mainly by ourselves, but we're not too proud to ask for support. Feel free to drop us a line to learn how you can keep learning from our mistakes and Google sources, of course.